Hello and welcome to TARDIS Tropes. It's the last TARDIS Tropes of the Chibnall era. Uh, I'm your companion, David. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Victor. And we've been doing this uh, podcast since the beginning of Chris Chibnall's run of Doctor Who back in 2018. Oh my god. And it's been like five years and this is the last one. This might be the last episode written by Chibnall that any of us will ever watch. God willing. Yeah, if we're lucky. (laughs) Um, And what do we feel about it? How do we feel? You know, I think that... You know, if this had to be the last Chibnall, I I think this was a great note for it and him to go out on. You know, yeah, I'd I'd say easily the best episode written by Chibnall, including I, his Moffat era stuff. I you easily, know, easily. It's it's it's. I mean, we've said we've said that a number of times, but I I'm really excited that he <laughs> topped himself on his way out. That's it could have been a huge. You know, just you know, a flat note, but it's it, look, it rings true. When, it's 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 great. When you guys first started doing these recordings, I remember that David said, like, in the first episode he slipped on a banana peel, in the second episode he slipped on another banana peel, <laughs> and then he proceeded to slip on banana peels about thirty more times, but he finally got <laughs> a good step in right at the end. <laughs> he did, he did, and there were you know there were highlights throughout. I mean, maybe we should go over them just for nostalgia's sake. Um, I think. Witchfinders. He didn't write that episode, but he was showrunner, and that was not the worst. Yeah. Uh, Rosa was was fine. It, uh, it was problematic, bad. but it was watchable. And uh, let's see. Um, he wrote Eva the Daleks and Revolution of the Daleks, which He's were both good at Daleks. He's solid okay at Daleks. specials. What else did he do that was uh, somewhat passable? Oh, a War of the Santarans. I liked. Yeah, I like the Angels episode from Flux. I thought that was pretty decent. Right, he was co-writer on that one. Um, I I don't remember anything from his the last five years. It is like a void, you know. <laughs> like asking me to recall an episode title is like asking me to remember what ice cream I had at the beach in 2018. <laughs> like it's not happening. He. He he is not a consistent writer for sure. No. It often feels like he's writing in first drafts, but this feels very well workshopped. I was amazed looking over my notes how many plot points that are introduced early in the episode come back or tie in in some subtler right. way. There's not any dropped threads, and I think he does a nice job of um, even wrapping up some lingering threads from the seasons. Like yeah, I wouldn't say there's no dropped threads. Yeah, but, really? Oh, well, it's not exactly that they're dropped. It's just they are written away with like one line mm. or something in kind of a sloppy way. So I guess they're not loose threads. They're just kind of like they're, rough threads. They're I mean, raggedy, I, I, raggedy I, threads. I feel like the episode itself, all the things it sets up, it resolves. But there's a lot of things that, in the greater context of the Chibnall era, yes, just kind of get completely stepped aside, which. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I whatever. <laughs> no one cared about that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, th- this is the thing, right? Like, <laughs> we were going into this. Like, Victor, you convinced me that 
somehow this was going to tie in with Division and that, like, Tech Taeyun was going to be responsible for <laughs> I, I didn't say, I, some I just, kind of master resurrection or I, something. I thought there was going to be something with the Division to be addressed at, on some level, but I was wrong. Or the, or the other universe that was, or like, the sort of hinted past. at in Flux. Yeah, I thought there was going to be something with alternate universes or with, like, the Doctor's <laughs> past as a timeless child or with Division. No, any of the things that we've done in the past three seasons, but... No, nah, he's, he's staying <laughs> mum on that. Yeah, so we, we get to the real purpose of this episode, which it was, you know, advertised as the centenary special for the BBC, a celebration of all things British broadcasting, um, it's, which, I mean, it's really just a celebration of classic Who, um, <laughs> which I've never, you know, I, I've only watched a few serials from across you know just ra- just picked it random from what they had on Netflix and uh you know I don't have that kind of nostalgic connection but I can see why this would be appealing to old who fans sure yeah absolutely I mean, in, a, in a way it's the most celebratory for the old fans like even more than the 50th because the 50th it focused so much on the modern stuff it focused on the time war it focused on Tennant and Matt Smith this mm-hmm. was like had you know through the kitchen sink towards the classic fans, especially the that like mid era classic, you know, mid to late era classic fan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All the all the doctors or dads grew up watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> it's probably the doctors that Chibnall grew up on. You know, this was his farewell yeah. tour, uh, and I and I think in a way, in his final episode, Chibnall finally kind of gave us his vision for Doctor Who, which is it's it's surface level characters in batshit crazy adventures and that is kind of taking like the the 80s model of dr who with a much higher budget and like modern sensibilities for pacing sure yeah i think that's a good summary of you know the chibnall ethos yeah (laughs) so why don't we jump into somewhat of a recap um and then as we go through i'm sure we'll find you know, our favorite bits and our most uh, groaning bits. (laughs) Um, So we open with a a huge Doctor Who action set piece that was featured heavily in the advertising. The the hijacked train, space train, galaxy railways train. I mean, gotta say, love a space train. This was a... This was fine. Like... Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, a set piece. Yeah. It, yeah, like, it didn't I mean, do anything to excite me. Like it wasn't like a like I wasn't. Oh my god, this is the the tr- space train chase I've been dreaming of my entire life. It was like okay, sure, it's in space, quote unquote. Like I think it, I think it works as like if you know if this is a Doctor Who TV movie. I mean, yeah. it's a better opening than the actual Doctor Who TV movie. It's <laughs> just like the Doctor chilling out and reading a book on his <laughs> chest. Until he gets shot by inner city youth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it's action packed and it like establishes the roles and everything. So you have, you know, Yaz and uh, the Doctor are like very in control, and Dan is like, oh, I don't know what's going on. They keep saying like, shut up, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Get in your corner, Dan. We I don't mean, like you. I don't, he... Like, why are they so mean to Dan? He does almost die too. Yeah, well, that's... Um, yeah. They say, don't get shot. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> uh, 
I just feel like that's like unnecessarily cruel. Like it's, it's not since like Mickey have we seen such cruelty from a doctor <laughs> to one of her traveling companions. But I think it's like decently well shot for most of it. But when the Cybermen come in, it just is so oversaturated, and the lighting yeah. is so overblown. It's like the bluest shots. Yeah. Like, did you not pick up on this? Like, it's just all you can so see blue. is blue. Yeah. Um, um, I do. I I am reminded that I like the the Cybermaster design. I think they're fun. I like them. Yeah, I, I think, think it's I think it's, it's fine. fine. Um, but this l- leads us to the question of how how are there Cybermasters? What happened with the Death Particle? Do you guys remember it's from ex- like three years ago? It's extreme no, attention to me. detail. Uh, at the at the end of that episode, uh, when Koshamus, do you remember Koshamus, the yes. old guy? He had a death particle yeah, inside of a shrunken um, lone Cyberman. Sure. And he had a bomb, and he hit the bomb to explode it, killing himself, and theoretically killing the Master and all of the Cybermasters. But instead, off screen, the Master says, Everybody in here, quick! <laughs> and we don't see where here is, but we can just assume it's another TARDIS, because, yeah, the Doctor flew off in a TARDIS... I mean, it's, and didn't do anything to prevent the master and the cyber masters from doing the same, so I, I, they all lived. Yeah, I like and how Ghost Armas' sacrifice was for nothing. Yeah, he just blows himself up for no reason. <laughs> so, I was kind of hoping for a little bit better of an explanation as to why they I, lived, but I guess I, it's fine. I like what I like about it is that the answer that's given in the episode is the master just says extreme attention to detail. Which is like Chris Chibnall patting himself on the back for being so clever that he included <laughs> right, a, a small right. line that, that he most people... left in a little out for the master and the <laughs> cyber masters of everybody, quick, get in here. <laughs> oh man, he he was showing extreme oh, attention to detail by putting that detail in. <laughs> um. So, what are the cyber masters looking for? What are they trying to get? They kidnap a child who turns out to yeah. not yeah. be a child later. Not, not to be the timeless child. Because that would have actually... Right, that's right? what you're supposed to think, yeah. I think that's good. Been. I think that's an, that's an example of good storytelling. It's it's I would call Ex- it moffity. You well, know? Ex- except that I would, have liked, I would have liked some resolution on the timeless child. No, that's for other people to fuck around with now. <laughs> I hope it's for other it people is... to forget about. <laughs> I mean, I, I can... I can't really see Russell engaging with that plot point in any real way. Um, really? I, I just don't see it happening. Like, he seems to have his, his own ideas of what he wants the story to be, to the point where there's, like, no interaction between the two production teams, and there's, like, you know, it's his own studio, and, like, I just don't think Russell is going to, like, zero in on Division or Tecteon or the uh, origins of the ga- of Gallifrey. Like, he just doesn't care about that stuff, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I could see him doing something about Gallifrey. I agree that I don't see him bringing in Tecteon or... But, what, but you can't do anything with Gallifrey because it's gone. It's dead. It's, <sighs> it's kaput. It's buckus. So they kill and bring back Gallifrey every 10 years. It's a cycle, you know? <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So the, the doctor, you know, in order to stop the Cybermen, deactivates gravity, and they get away with the Timeless Child. Not really. Um, but they're able to track it 
to Siberia 1916, where there is a mysterious planet in the sky that was not there before. So we're, we're setting up, you know, a tiny bit of a mystery. And we see um, in in Siberia, we, <laughs> we see uh, from behind a figure with a, a very familiar silhouette. Uh, <laughs> It's it's very obviously Rasputin, and then they go, Father Grigori, when you're needed in St. Petersburg. You know? Um, yeah. But who is Rasputin? <laughs> it's the master! And uh, the master was Rasputin the whole time. I love this. I, I think it's I, great. I absolutely yeah. adore it. Yeah, it's really fun. There's no reason for him to be Rasputin. None <laughs> of his plan involves using the Russian military. No. Or, well, or no. he just likes to have a he, nice castle he, like to to do his evil deeds in. Yeah. And he He's likes to do d- disguises. Master, especially played by uh, Sasha, Sasha. Dolan. Yeah. He, he is like pure camp, you know. Like yeah. he yeah. and he brings his A game in this special. Like he is just like bouncing off the walls, like chewing the scenery to bits. And I, mean, I am here for all of it. I, I gotta say, yeah, and I, I don't, I wasn't as cringed out by him as I was in previous episodes. I, I, I feel like the writing was matching his energy better in, I, in, I, in this episode. I think, I think this. Oh, what's his name again? What's the actor's name? Sasha. Sasha Dowling. Sasha Dowling. He deserves some credit for being, I think, like, his master still feels, like, it feels very on brand for the master. I don't think there's a huge yeah. decline. And it, it fits no, well no. with John Sim. And, like, the, the, this episode, yeah. like, I like him about as much as I liked John Sim in, like, uh, The End of Time. Maybe not in, like, the, the Prime Minister trilogy, because I, I like that one a lot. But, like, it's good. It's really legitimately good without any caveats. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. I mean, speaking as someone attracted to men helps that he's very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he really does. He sells it. Um, and, like, I don't know. He really goes through, like, a whole arc in this one, right? Like, I mean, he, he hits those highs. He hits those lows. It, like it's, it's like therapy for him, what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's something for sure <laughs> so in in typical chibnall fashion we are cutting randomly between oh, yeah. time zones and locations like it's nobody's business yeah um and it's i i can't defend it, it there's nothing good about that as a writing no. style but it's chibnall's writing style yeah he's not He's not bar like I can't say like oh this episode's better because he's borrowing someone else's style. This is Chibnall writing, right? But it's good Chibnall writing. That's the difference. <laughs> this um, is literally so, his best A game, you know. Yeah. Like right. he has brought it. <laughs> so we go to um, the London Museum or just a London Museum, but in any case, the, the paintings are missing. Yeah, <laughs> and we're introduced very abruptly yeah. to Ace. Not through, like, the doctor showing up or anything. Just, like, let's see what Ace is up to after, you know, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fine. So. No, it uh, is. It's just, like, it, you know, it's not how they do it in, like, school reunion. I think, yeah. which is what most people are going to compare this to, you know. We we just know that this is going to be a relevant character to this story. And the reason that she is relevant is because she's joined up with Unit and has connected with uh, other ex-companion, Tegan, and 
Ace has identified what the missing paintings are, and Tegan has identified that there are also a bunch of missing seismologists. <laughs> and they're like, what's the deal? Um, yeah. Um, something else. Oh, right. And, uh, and Tegan pulls out a little toy Cyberman and says, I got this as a note from the doctor. And uh, I can't do an Australian accent very well. But, um, <laughs> but you know, she... Uh, did anybody else just guess immediately that it was sent by the master as a, yeah. as a trick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That, that was pretty, you know... That, that that was pretty predictable, but it's but it's fine. Yeah. You know? It's it's a plot point to get these characters where they need to be and get them right. together. And it's not a crazy assumption for that character to make. Like, who else does right. she know who would send her a Cyberman? Yeah. And I love the way that the Master points it out. Like, oh, I knew you'd fall for that because you're so desperate for any contact from the Doctor, but she doesn't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like rubbing salt I mean, in the wound he had a lot it's, it's of very mastery he had a lot of catty comments to the old companions he did very catty. like so bitchy i'm loving it he's on his game <laughs> um, very catty and i also loved that ace points out that the last time she saw him he was a cat yeah <laughs> Part cat. and a man can experiment <laughs> or whatever he says <laughs> yes so very um, catty it was great i thought um Sophie Aldred, who plays Ace, uh, I think she did a great job. Like I, I, I was the more impressed with Tegan. I really, thought that Tegan's yeah, characterization I, I like Tegan was a lot well. stronger than Ace, who just is sort of like, it's Ace is very much just like, I don't know. She's a continuation of her like classic character for sure, but like you don't get the sense that like all the time apart from the Doctor has really affected her that much. But I think that's fine. I think so, I'm kind of bored of these like so often like. You know, the companions are just like, oh, I don't have the doctor anymore. I My mean, life stings. Well, Tegan like, left um, after Adric died, I believe. Here's the thing. And I don't was... know any of their backstories. <laughs> so I know. That's, you don't have to. But, like, the point is, Tegan leaving was her choice. But sure. she's just upset that the doctor, like, really does not <laughs> contact <laughs> yeah. at all. Doesn't like, stay in touch. Yeah, I mean, I she's very flaky. I, I like <laughs> yeah. I like the Tegan stuff, and I liked what I like is like there's a few things in this episode which are like very classic Doctor tropes of the character. Like he, he abandons companions. That's like mm-hmm. or like they sorry they yeah. abandon companions. Um, the gun thing, which is also brought up in this episode, and these things all helped me just like reinforce Jodie as the Doctor because I, I think that's something that her Doctor has struggled with. It sometimes feels mm-hmm. like kind of a generic sci-fi character as opposed to the doctor sure even though it's relying on old tropes i i'd rather have them general rely on old tropes to make the doctor feel like the doctor than just like you know have it not not feel doctory right i i can i can see that um i don't know i still just appreciated like the energy and like fun that ace brought like like she was ready to just like fucking go from jump you know and yeah i think she was having like, a good time yeah it was fun to watch it, it added to the yeah. enjoyment for me yeah despite not having a ton of familiarity with the characters i agree totally um so the next thing dan lewis is leaving the tardis this is the most unceremonious like goodbye so i know but 
It's I, like you couldn't think of something to do with Dan. Like I, I appreciate how pragmatic Dan is. He's just like I got shot. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I totally like this is this is one of my my rough threads. Like my not a loose thread because it is explained, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. In that Dan, he's been killed like five times by Daleks. Like he's been shot and killed, and I assume he felt it. Like it. Like like I'm. I'm just saying, like, he's been killed multiple times. And so just getting, like, shot in the face, in, like, in his helmet by a, a Cyberman, that's enough for him to be like, whoa, this is getting pretty dangerous. Like, what the hell? I don't know. I just like, because no companion has ever gone just because, like, they realized it was dangerous. It's like... No, Tegan did. Yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of companions. But, though. I mean, of the modern but, like, series. that would have been such an interesting dynamic to have, you know, if Dan was, like, thinking about leaving and then interacts with Tegan, who, they, like, like, did leave for that That would have been neat, but, yeah. you know, he doesn't come back until the end of the episode. <laughs> it's just wild to me. And he's like, oh, we should keep in touch. And then Yaz is like, I'll ghost you. Like, cannot stop being mean to Dan, even yeah, for one second. Even for one second. Like, I think Chivnal just thinks that we, like, automatically hate Dan because he's an idiot. But, like, no. <sighs> we we, like we, we, we stand a himbo it. king. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, he just, I think he just assumes that we'd be sick of him being like a dumb guy but like i don't know i i support i support his his life decisions but why wouldn't you leave at the end of eve of the daleks why wouldn't you leave at the end of uh you know the pirate one where you had to fight people with swords you know like right. why is this specifically the, the time that he's leaving and why in the beginning of an episode it's just weird <laughs> and what was his arc he had no Can arc we... there was no arc he had no arc he was he was kidnapped <laughs> And then he was teleported. Well, he fought Santarans in his own time, and then he was teleported into the past by a by a an angel, and he was trapped there for three years. And then he reconnects with his lady love, who was also kidnapped. And then her lady, his lady love, is like, "I can't be with you. We just had a traumatic experience." <laughs> And so then he goes on an adventure where he gets killed five times and then goes on one more adventure. During that time, his only role in the episode is to look at Yaz and the Doctor and be like, are you guys, are you guys together? Are you, are you crushing? What's, what's the deal with you guys? And then he just decides to leave, like, unceremoniously. And nobody he, seems to care. He does stop a train. Yeah. He stops a train. This is Dan, your train captain. That was speaking. his arc. He yeah. wanted to learn how to stop a train and he did. <laughs> so you know I, I just think that's worth pointing out that this is a finale to you know an era of the show and we're gonna see this as a pattern that wrapping up character arcs is not exactly his strong suit I at the top of characters have Chris's, never been uh, priority his strong list. Suit. next we have the the introduction of this this new plot point which you know proceeds to like clog up the story a little bit mm-hmm. um which is this dalek this rebel dalek spy who yeah. wants to destroy all the Daleks. I wish we knew more about this Dalek. He seemed interesting. I don't. <laughs> what I, what I like so about this, extraneous to me. I, I like this Dalek. And I like Here's that... the thing. I, I don't want this Dalek in this special, but I'm curious <laughs> about this Dalek in general. I, 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 but he, he doesn't have complexity. He's no, just... No, but... 
I think that Daleks are not the same thing as our ancestors, the Khalids, well, who I imagine to be better I mean, for some reason, even like, though I've never met any of them. I mean, what I like, like, what I like about this Dalek is the Doctor is teaming up with this like esoteric, extreme right wing faction of a Dalek. Like this is like, <laughs> it was like we're not pure enough. We need to go back to the ancient ways, so we all deserve to die. <laughs> And the doctor's the, like the fascism horseshoe yeah. is really coming around. Yeah, and so the doctor's like, "All right, I'll work with you." <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know why why should she trust this Dalek? It seems like a trap. It ends up not being a trap, but it is a trap. It kind of but is. Then is. Yeah. Like even though it wasn't a trap, it is a trap because the Daleks knew about this spy and were supporting. His spying. It's a false flag operation. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know what that is called when you have like a a double agent who doesn't know he's a double agent. Mm. Um, but this this should have been in in fucking Spyfall, you know. <laughs> For real, something to actually do with spying. Okay, so next the doctor is trying to explore this extra planet that has suddenly appeared in 1916. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is like a cyber planet. It's like a planet that's been turned into a giant cyber ship. And lo and behold, it has a TARDIS on it. Like Weird. her TARDIS. Except for it says, ha, 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 ha. I love this. Yeah, that, I love that. that was fun. Instead of saying police call, or no, instead of saying pull to open or whatever. Yeah. It says... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. It says ha 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 ha. That is amazing. It's 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 Joker Master from, for oh, sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Joker and the Master aren't that different. They're pretty. <laughs> no, I mean, especially in Chibnall's run, they're identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens next? Uh, she finds the Korox, right? We we come back to the child. Yeah, the timeless turns child. Out the the child is not a child. It's an alien that was disguising itself as a child so that they would protect it. And it's an alien that's an energy source that we've learned later on the doctor could tell how to free itself, but she just chooses not to at this moment. <laughs> yeah. It's very important that she doesn't, though, because she needs it to power this planet, apparently. Yeah. I don't um, know why. <laughs> the Quarunks. What an what a, what an insane plot point to just throw in there. Yeah, I mean to to get like to add this red herring that you're actually going to address the main plot thread of your seasons, and then just introduce an entirely new character, like species. <laughs> yeah, Instead. I mean peak Chinnel. Yeah, we have a little bit more with uh, Rasputin Master, where he's like hypnotizing the royal family so that he can have the castle to himself. Um. <laughs> Does he is he wearing contacts in this scene or is he just like his eyes are just spooky no, I, I, I in think, general? I think he's wearing contacts. Yeah, it's he's supposed to be doing spooky hypnotic Rasputin, even yeah. though I don't believe Rasputin actually did any hypnotizing. I think that's a reference to Classic Master. I think in like the Classic series, the Master hypnotizes. No, no, people. he does. Yeah. He was very hypnotic in the uh, in his early incarnation. I mean that was an accusation levied against Rasputin, Rasputin was that he was. It's true, yeah. So I like so. that kind of connection that they're drawing, but um, 
It's 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 odd that they are painting Rasputin as like a villain <laughs> in that era where he was just sort of a doctor slash priest who got murdered. Right, but the whole thing is you yeah. know, it's from our perspective. Like yeah. we we know. We know the song <laughs> that they get to play. Right. Um, so then continuing the pattern of the doctor getting a bunch of phone calls in the middle of this adventure uh kate stewart calls from unit Mm -hmm. and says you've got to get to 2022 there's paintings being stolen and uh and seismologists being kidnapped and she's like what what does that have to do with anything and And funnily enough it has everything to do with everything yeah so she shows up in uh, in 2022, and she says, Kate, do you have any idea what's going on in 1916 right now? And Kate says, surprisingly, I do not. And <laughs> it was at that point that I was like, okay, Chris Chibnall's feeling himself. This The dialogue is on point. This yeah. is good. This is yeah. a good episode. I was I was fully invested with just with that line. Okay, that's what won you that's over. That's what got him in. Yeah, because he's never done that kind of joke before where, <laughs> you know, he has a character just sort of, like, hear the doctor say something completely insane and then just dismiss it, you know? Yeah. Like, do you know what's going on in 1916 right now? Yeah. What do you mean no. right now? It's 1916. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I like. Um, so then we have the doctors re- reuniting briefly with Tegan and Ace, but she's very distracted. She does it's not, not give like a, a reunion like, She does not give an F about the man. I think she's, yeah. she's more like, just like, oh God, I don't want to deal with this right yeah. now. You know, it's like when you run into an old friend while you're like in the middle of an errand and you're like, I, I really have to go. Like I have an appointment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> Bye. Right. Um, so then we have this setup of this, um, plot point that the doctor is very staticky. She keeps shocking people yeah. by touching them. I mean, them. this is so clearly a gambit, like, from Jump. Well, you knew it was a plot point, but I don't know if you knew it was a gambit. I, oh, I, I 100% was, like, confused because the only other time in the show that I've seen somebody, like, create, like, a static shock by touching something is, um, when you have two of the same being from different times like touching objects together mm-hmm. you know like the doctor and himself touching uh um touching sonic screwdrivers mm-hmm. and then it makes like a little shock like i, I didn't know what to connect it to because I, I i just was like it what is that clearly seemed like she was like i am purposefully patting you pay no attention to the sparks behind the yeah. curtain like I mean, I, you know i don't know i wasn't 100 percent sure i knew it was obviously going to come back and be important i didn't know whether it was the doctor knowingly doing it or not but so then we go to naples and i'm trying to i'm trying to just like fully understand this so in terms of where the masters are right yeah which one which one comes first is that clear (laughs) whether rasputin master is chronologically before naples master no i feel like it's got to be the other way around that he does the no, he does the Naples thing, and then he gets captured by a unit, and then he escapes, and then he goes and becomes Rasputin in 1916. That's what I thought. I think that's got to be what it is, because he we know that he's in Rasputin's body when he does the thing. Yeah. When he does, okay. when he does the Freaky Friday. Okay, so we see all the seismologists have been shrunk with the... Um, what is it called? The, the flesh compression ray, or the... 
whatever it is, the shrink ray. Yeah, thing. he yeah. makes some tiny little miniatures. Um, and he's given a yeah. campy little speech in his campy little outfit, and he's yeah. looking great. I'm, I'm really surprised that like Russell never brought that back because I, di- I didn't even realize while we were watching before that that was like a classic Who. Yeah, weapon. yeah, it is. A classic I thought it was thing. something Chibnall made up, um, but yeah, I guess. I guess that's like a thing, and that I'm makes surprised a lot that Russell sense. didn't do that and did the laser screwdriver instead. Yeah, he probably just thought it was a little too campy, a little bit too. Dated. Yeah, but it's too Russell. campy for I mean, Russell. I mean, I, that's I, what I'm thinking. I, I honestly think that that's what he thought. He was like, "Nah." No, I agree, but I just it's surprising <laughs> to me. Um, Who knows? Maybe he'll keep it around. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I season. skipped something incredibly important: the paintings. Oh, well, it's not important at all. It's the worst part of everything. <laughs> it's um, What? You didn't like the paintings? No, I thought it was so uh, It was the worst Photoshop jobs I've seen in my They were really bad. Yeah, but, but that's what makes terrible. it so good. <laughs> they were so unprofessional. Just the idea of the master <laughs> traveling. I would be really proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just the idea of the master doing like elaborate art heists to deface <laughs> every famous like painting, and this is coming like this episode coming out right after the like um, soup thing, the soup on the Van Gogh yeah. uh, like yeah. thing happening. It's like oh, it's such a good synchronicity. Um, but the yeah, the master defaced every single famous painting to put his own face as Rasputin in it, and like people in the future are just like. For some reason, Rasputin is like a time traveler. <laughs> like, what's going on? And he wow. puts himself at the Last Supper and the Mona Lisa, and it's funny and it makes me laugh. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I'm fair in favor enough. of it. I, I think it's I think it's dumb, but it's inoffensive. You know, like right? Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so the idea that he would do that and the seismologist thing, both. Just to get the doctor's attention. Yeah. Well, the seismologist thing, was that the, to get the doctor's attention or was it to it's, genuinely like be able to get the earth all hot and bothered yeah, without I, anyone knowing? I, I feel like seismologists, like they don't have the ability to go into volcanoes to no, check what's going on inside right, of the volcano. But they so would it doesn't notice, really matter. But they would notice peculiar yeah, and they like, did. Reading. Yeah, exactly. but I think I think he is doing it something for the volcanoes. Like that that is for the volcano stuff. I don't think he's just doing it to just to get the doctor. It's supposed attention. to be a clue that the volcanoes are all going to erupt, but he he's not trying to hide anything from the humans cuz he's literally purposefully trying to show them his plans like he's showing them that he's Rasputin and he's showing them that something's going on with volcanoes he's he's bragging about it to try and lure the doctor in because it's a trap you know Mm. but but as far as like why he needs to do both to get the doctor like he's just bragging and showing off like it's it's completely irrational why he would need to do both of those things and not just show up and say hey I'm the master I'm here you know (laughs) Yes. Like the doctor's obviously going to come. She's tried to kill you multiple times. <laughs> yeah. But he loves and to put on a show. Yeah. Um, so he says, Leave Earth now or it'll be the death of you. Not just die. This is the day you're erased from existence. And then he's like, Sorry, I know that's a bit awkward. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, you you undercut it <laughs> with 
<laughs> with bad cringe dialogue, but I, 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 I get it now. It works for me now. <laughs> you've I don't you've know. become inoculated to it. I've become inoculated to it, and now I like that he's the cringe master. Like, yes. Like, more so than the other masters. He just embodies cringe in a, as a weapon. You know, he it's, likes to ham it up. He's hammy, yes. But yeah. other masters have been hammy. I think um, Gomez and uh, yeah, yeah, they're all kind of Sim hammy. are both are both uh, <laughs> are both in that category, but they are not quite as cringe. I don't know. I think if you watch them now, <laughs> they will seem uh, less hammy. Well, I don't think they'll seem less hammy. I think <laughs> I think they would be more hammy. Like I don't know. <laughs> okay. So we're taking a while to get into like the main plot points, but yes, you you mentioned earlier the doctor tells Yaz to pick up a gun. I think this is stupid and a dumb plot point. I I like it because it's just it's a classic Doctor Who thing, and in an era that has felt so removed from what I like about the show, I, I I'll take it. You know. Wait, why does it feel it feels classic that the doctor like it, told yeah, Yaz to yeah, because that's like a Dave, that's like a very Russell thing too, like end of time. You know, there's the whole thing with, like, he doesn't want to take the gun down to face the master, and then, um... Wolf. Yeah, Wolf talks him into it, and then he takes it down, and it's, like, a big deal. Similar here, like, it's the big deal. It's like, it's to show how scared the doctor is, how seriously she's mm-hmm. taking this threat, is that she's willing to okay. use a gun. And not only is she willing oh, to use a gun, she's willing to give the her companion to use a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, in the ultimate, uh... <laughs> in the ultimate Chivnal plot point, Vinder appears through a wormhole yeah. randomly and he's looking for the quarunks <laughs> it cracks me up it's such a nonsensical plot point it's yeah. literally just like where did we leave vinder last he like, left with bell and carbonista and it was like oh a, a, a man a woman a baby and a dog that's the ultimate nuclear family (laughs) whatever (laughs) and i guess they just went to settle on like a planet like any planet because both of their home planets have been destroyed by the flux oh man yeah yeah so then he and and how's the family how's the baby (laughs) that's what the doctor ends up saying later but it's just hilarious to, to put vendor in this in this episode yeah he was a fan totally favorite. Pointless. Was he? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He got some. Nothing was a fan online. favorite in this in this era. <laughs> the doctor follows up on her like Dalek spy lead, um, which immediately leaves leads to a Bolivian volcano, where the the Dalek spy is giving her the information of where the Daleks are. When they're, like, 15 feet away? Yeah. Which Yaz finds out, because she splits up. But then the doctor is like, <laughs> quickly, hurry up, come on, tell me where they are. Um, well, no, no, Very no. And strange. it's like, and, like, the, like, ultimate weaknesses or whatever. I don't know. It seemed like it was more than just location data. But, regardless, he I d- Like, it, yeah, the information never gets through. But, like, what could he possibly be telling her? Like, I don't know. There's... There's a secret turn off the volcano switch, or I don't think he cares about the volcanoes at all. I think he just is. He like... wants to destroy the Daleks. So, yeah. like, what is he telling her other than where the Daleks are and like, I guess their weakness? But yeah. they don't really have those. Apparently, they do, according to this guy. <laughs> 
Right, but they, they wouldn't allow that information to be revealed, so the other Daleks show up, they say, he's an actual traitor, but uh, we did use him to set a trap for you. And then they <laughs> trap her inside of a Dalek. Yeah. Um, which is a fun idea. I yeah. like it. And um, it's kind I of... I feel like we've... You know, done in an episode that was more Dalek-centric. I, but you know I mean, it's kind of uh, the opposite of what the Master has planned, really. Instead of trapping her in a Dalek, Dalek, he's gonna trap himself in her. (laughs) I guess you're connecting dots that I don't think are connective. It's it's, connectable. It's very. Um, It's the opposite. Instead of having, it's not what opposite means. Doing the same. You're connecting weird dots, Victor. Person is not the opposite. Except that your dots that you connect are are always strange. Um, (laughs) Damn, David. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> cutting back to unit hq where we have the master locked up in the basement in prison um in the in the unit building which i don't think we've ever seen before here's the question does the does the master just get himself locked inside unit just to fuck with the doctor like that's the only reason i think he wants to take down unit so he wants to get the cyberman in there right no, no, the Cybermen were in there because he gave but, the Russian doll. This is the point, plot point yeah. that we're about to get to. So he said he mailed Tegan a a box containing a tiny little toy of the Cybermen, but not our current Cybermen. Cybermen from the Tegan era, mm-hmm. and then it gets bigger <laughs> because he can reverse the matter compression gun thing. And it becomes big-sized. But even then, it's not enough. Because he's like, it's not just a Cyberman. It's a Russian doll. And then it opens up. And it's Time Lord technology. Because it's bigger on the inside. And then a bunch of Cybermen pop out of it. And it's like a Trojan horse Russian yeah, it's, doll. it's very similar Cyberman. to uh, the Rose Tyler finale two-parter. Yeah, it's... it's With the, the yeah, Daleks. Here, the Doomsday um, two-parter in which there is a void ship which contains a Dalek bigger on the inside yeah. container that has a bunch of Daleks in it. But this is containing Cybermen, so it's different. And it's also not, like, infinite Cybermen. <laughs> it's like Yeah, it's like five. Yeah. Five, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's whatever he had laying around, for sure um but but i love that and they come out and guess who's with them the lone cyberman who <laughs> your fave we thought for sure was shrunk and died <laughs> so how is he back he unshrunk him he cloned no him. he cloned him oh that's right he did clone he him. cloned him he in the cruelest fashion imaginable cloned a man obsessed with becoming a full cyberman partially converted him to cyber again <laughs> and then left him unfully converted no 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 he Fucking just grew brutal. no david he just grew with the metal bits in the clone vat he cloned like, he came the like metal that. bits yeah <laughs> either way hilarious totally nonsensical i love it um and that it's only done in one line and he doesn't do anything in the entire episode no, that a, a normal cyberman wouldn't do i mean he punches i guess a little bit harder and he has some fun dialogue <laughs> but like his actions are just cyberman pawn of the master which yeah. is is whew, quite a downgrade from from villa diodati and uh, yeah. ascension <laughs> anyway <laughs> 
So yeah, I don't know why the master let himself be captured be other than I guess it's just part of his game, part of his sick game. His <laughs> twisted little game for his twisted little mind. Right. Okay. So now I think we've got, finally gotten to the master's cyber plan or the Dalek. He was doing a pun on an old episode title, I think. Sure, I don't He was know. like, it's the master's Dalek plan or the Dalek master, master plan. Master plan, yeah. Which I think was the name of uh, an episode. The no, it didn't have plan. anything to do. He didn't. Oh, no, he did have something to do with the Daleks because the Daleks are doing the volcanoes. Yeah, they're all working for him. They're yeah. his yeah. fam. I think this is the, yeah. the first time that we've ever had an episode where all three are the villain. I do yeah. like... I do like the dark chocolate versions of the Cybermasters and the Daleks that he makes that he has in Russia. Those are fun. I don't know that they are darker. I think the lighting is just different. No, because it's like this beautiful, bright, white palace. And then everyone is like dark. I don't know. Yeah, but but I think that you're noticing it because of the white palace. But I think they are designed the same. I don't think they're variants. No, because the Cyber... I don't know. The Cybermasters were on Gallifrey, which was also very dark and brown, if you recall. That, all right, that's fair enough. They might. Well, it looked good. I like them. <laughs> they, yeah, visually, I think there's some some nice contrast going on. I, I, I dig it. I like this setting. Again, yeah. there's no reason for him to be Rasputin. It just <laughs> is amazing. That, that's like the only reason to do it. Pure aesthetics. You know? Well, speaking of pure aesthetics, this is exactly when we have the drop. Yeah. <laughs> of the beat of the of the Chibnall era. Oh, yeah. He's so hesitant to use like music mm-hmm. from you know, like sourced music uh in, well, in his expensive. episodes. I mean kind of, but like not every song is expensive That's and he true. never uses any kind of like music it. in anything. He had a vision, David. <laughs> He he was building up the budget to get Ra Ra Just to save up from Boney M. Classic disco track. Ra Ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Amazing. This is is the reason the master... I only wish it was longer. (laughs) That's the only reason the master became Rasputin, was just so he could could do it to the song. Absolutely. I believe that. I was thinking, like, oh, like, are we going to do a reference to Ra Ra Rasputin? Because he, like, he's such a sexy, you know, (laughs) Rasputin master. Um, Like... I, I was thinking we were going to have to do that reference, but they did it for us. It's, you know, <laughs> he takes care of it, and it's perfect, and it's, you know, a mirror of the, here, you know, here come the drums yeah. or whatever. And I, I like how from, the, uh, Johnson. I like how the Daleks and the Siren look at each other during that scene, like, have we teamed up with the wrong guy? What's, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is going to be my, like, biggest, like, gripe is just that I don't, I fundamentally don't believe that the Cybermen would work with the Master at this point um, because they've gotten them killed, like, you know, a lot. And they don't really have any shared goals. Like, the Cybermen want to convert all... Well, they hate the Doctor. That's that's their shared goal. They all hate the Doctor. But I, I... I guess, but but they seem to be, like, fine colonizing planets, like, out in space, and the Doctor doesn't interfere most of the time. It's just every <laughs> once in a while, she just destroys, like, a legion of them, but they always come back, you know? And then the Daleks, sure, they want to kill the, the Doctor, but, like, they also want to kill the Master, you know? They want to kill everybody, like... Yeah, but yeah. they hate the Doctor a lot. But anyway, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's... 
for for being the first time we ever seen them work together, that's very much just like hand wave. Like, yeah, they're they're working together. Yeah, right. It's just it's just the axis of evil, you know. It's whatever. it's there for the fiftieth. Yeah. Um, but this is the, the the master's big plan, the ultimate sanction from the old time lords, forced regeneration, which I don't think we actually have seen since trial of a time lord or whatever when the uh when the time lords forced the doctor to regenerate as punishment for his crimes and the big twist force you to regenerate into me what did you think uh, i mean thoughts? is that what forced regeneration is no, like it, doesn't it can seem be like Why that's not? how it works yeah it doesn't re- make a ton of sense that that's how it works but i i think I honestly think it's pretty true to the character of the master that he would want to do this. Yeah. This, this makes total sense that this would be his plan. Totally. I, I'm not saying it makes total sense, but one way to kill the doctor permanently is to regenerate her into something that is not the doctor fundamentally. Mm-hmm. And if that leads to there being two masters, then that's fine. Now, are there two masters? This no. was something I was confused no, about. No, he dies... His his master body dies, and then he's just the master in the doctor's body. Right, but is there a dead master body over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They show it, but then it he sits comes, there he the whole back time. Into it later. Right. Yeah. Well, he he sort of wakes back up. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they put him back into it. It's literally a dead body, and then he's dying at the end because she's like, <laughs> "This is what happened when you leave your body <laughs> for like two days." Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I dig this plot point incredibly it is it is so not what i was expecting um the master still has the earring in <laughs> oh yeah uh, the piercing it looks is great on him transferable with the regeneration so <laughs> if so if so later on when we see the doctor actually yeah. regenerate of course we don't see her clothes change along with her face yeah. which is something we've yeah. never seen before yeah. So spoilers, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's fine because otherwise we would have to explain David Tennant not having those. <laughs> Whoa, David, you're just dropping spoilers. <laughs> I said spoiler alert. Um, also, I I do think David Tennant should have just had the piercings. I mean, the, I again, Russell T. His production company has had probably no contact whatsoever <laughs> outside of. Here is the asset to put onto the green screen for when uh, Jody regenerates. <laughs> regenerates into David. Um, that is the only oh contact that they had, and so they didn't even have contact insofar as like getting a co- uh, getting the costume, you know, so that David Tennant could wear it. There's no continuity there. <laughs> this is basically an, uh, another reboot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we need to reboot something? Just bring in Russell. Russell's got it. Yep. Um, um, okay. All right. So so the doctor is now not the doctor. It's the master. I like the master doctor. Yeah, I think, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I love yeah. how it's not just played as like, the doctor's dead. Forget about her. It's like, I'm the doctor now. Yeah. yeah. I do the doctor things. Like the master. I get the companion. I fly the TARDIS. <laughs> I save the, you know, I stop aliens from fighting each other. 
how right. do I stop aliens from fighting each other? By just having them destroy each other. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's great. I love it. And sh- he gets very hammy. And like, yeah. whenever Yaz tries to break away, he like gets up in her face and starts screaming at her like, oh, I'm the doctor now. Mm-hmm. You know, very... Um, He's like cosplaying. Yeah. <laughs> he's like I am the doctor now. Oh my god. Um he's like he's like cosplaying the doctor. Yes. You know? And, or like role playing. And then Come on, yes, like, let's go on an he'll, adventure. He'll break the role play to just be like the insane man that he is. And it's <laughs> yes. so fun. Like like what you were saying earlier about him being jokery, like this is prime <laughs> joker shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was an old uh, Joker story where he starts dressing up as Batman and going and fighting crime. (laughs) Um, That's incredible. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Yeah, he... he, There was one thing that he said that was a reference, so I have to point it out. He said, I don't want to have to cut you down to size, right? And he pulls out the shrink ray. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a reference to when he said to the lone Cyberman at the end of... Uh, you know when they have their confrontation in the timeless children he says oh i should have said i should cut you down to size and <laughs> says, oh, i'll say it next time yeah. and that's sort of you know like that's and then nod. he does so all right i guess chibnall had to wrap up that little plot point <laughs> but not the actual timeless children <laughs> yeah no don't worry about that it's all the in jokes that's what people care about um okay. so then meanwhile the doctor's like dying inside her brain or something yeah uh and then she meets a bunch of the the other doctors which was kind of fun yeah that was except it goes nowhere it's it's fan service i i respect it um we see colin baker peter davidson um paul mcgann and sylvester mccoy and then we also have um oh what's his name who who played uh the first doctor in um yeah from harry potter yeah, uh, he, he he played him in um in the the Capaldi's final episode. Oh, um, which is yes. called a, it's not called a Tale of Two Doctors, is it? What is it called? It's called Twice Upon a Time. Twice Upon a Time. That's it. <laughs> David Bradley is the actor's name. Yes, um, and he's lovely, and he doesn't really look like William Hartnell, but that's fine. I mean, um, he did enough for me to go like, "Oh shit, it's the first Doctor," and I don't yeah, really yeah. know first two, so yeah, I, think I don't he know. Did a good job. Right? Yeah, and he also played it in um, that, that biopic in, in that uh, biopic about the creation mm. of of Doctor Who. Well, um, yeah, I think it's great to do him. I think it's great to do all the other Doctors as like fifth, in sixth, his seventh, in her mind. Yeah. Um, it is. Like, it is, like, weird to see, um, oh, God, what's his name? The other Baker, Colin. Colin Baker, like, who really just looks the most different from his, like, original, you know, depiction. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just was thinking, like, you really don't look like <laughs> like you did. Like, I, I don't recognize you. <laughs> like, I do the other doctors. Right. Um, and he only gets, like, one line <laughs> because of it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a fun I don't know, it'd be interesting to see the Sixth Doctor interacting with uh, the 13th because both of them are famously very po- poorly written doctors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
who then you know got more fan recognition after their run so it would be interesting for them to talk and be like oh you'll have more adventures but they'll be audio adventures (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile we've got tegan and ace and uh kate in the in the tower right so oh well this is another point well, this is also when uh, the doctor's static electricity thing is revealed. Where um, yeah, she's in- well in, in in like the next scene. Yeah, in the next scene. Um, yeah, because okay. we like Tegan and Ace are sort of trapped up on the like top floor of the of the unit building, and mm-hmm. Ace is like, "I'm gonna suit up," and she pulls out her classic baseball bat and jacket, and I'm like, "Ugh, this is just too much fan service for me." I loved it. And then uh, she makes a joke about Beyonce having a baseball bat I mean, that was dumb. And then she has, like, a parachute, and she's going to jump off the roof. And Tegan's like, that is a stupid plan. You're going to get yourself killed. And so she just goes, like, downstairs to hang out with Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which you need to do because you have to separate them for some reason, I guess. I don't know. Um, There's a line about the Cybermen being immune to gold. Yeah, that's yeah, a classic thing. Who cares? They pull out, because I guess Unit just has floor tiles full of guns yeah. um, for different yeah. monsters. Well, why wouldn't it? Uh, and so they pull out the Cyberman guns that Ace knows where they are, <laughs> like, instantly. And yeah. I guess they have gold bullets, but who knows? Yeah. Right. Ugh. And, um, oh, I, I wanted to say, because the Yaz has that, like, mini-adventure with the Master, where they just mm-hmm. go to another planet, and he just announces to them, I'm the Doctor, and I caused these two planets to be destroyed. <laughs> and it's unclear whether he did anything to, like, incite violence between those oh, two planets. Oh, with the Master? Yeah. Yeah. To, to, I mean, what, how did you guys interpret that scene? Did you feel like Yaz went on an adventure with the Master that we don't see? No, no. I think or did he, he just teleport to two random planets that were already destroying each other? I think, yeah. I think he set up in the background that that conflict was emerging. I don't think he uh, he does it with Yaz. Oh, so he did that before... I don't know. See, like, I think it's very open to interpretation. Yeah, Either just, he's flying to two done. random planets who just happen to be destroying each other, or he did a, like, mini-adventure with Yaz where he convinced two planets to blow each other up and then told them it was the doctor's fault or it's what you said and he kind of set this up beforehand as a demonstration for yaz yeah um and then yaz shoves him (laughs) yeah the yaz shove which demonstrates that she is now a fully realized character her character (laughs) arc is complete because she has the power of shoving (laughs) yeah but more importantly the power to fly the tardis yep which she gets through static electricity. No, she doesn't get it through static electricity. She could do that before. Because remember, she had she, the sticky notes. And yeah, she has the she, sticky notes. Back in, back in uh, uh, Revolution of the Daleks, she was trying to fly a TARDIS to go find the Doctor, but it didn't work. So I guess she just got better with it off screen. Yeah. As happens with most things that Yaz does. I mean, like, what do you guys think of Yaz's arc and her exit? Bad. I, I mean, mean, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, there. get there. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Oh, and the the master is wearing all of the outfits now. Yeah, I, I forgot to say he he's not just cosplaying as Jody's mask, Jody's doctor. Cosplaying yeah, as every yeah, doctor, yeah, complete yeah. with a little recorder from the second, second doctor. doctor yeah. Oh that's... my god, so good! I love it. 
Yeah. Um, I love the little pout he does when Yaz shoves him out. Um, yeah, you'll be back. back yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very Dennis Duffy from 30 Rock. Um, where does, I forget, where does Yaz take the TARDIS after this? I know she meets up with Tegan and She saves Ace, Ace. right? She says Ace. Yeah, she goes and catches uh, catches Ace, Ace, who has tried to parachute out of the building. And then immediately gets shot down. Her plan was so bad. <laughs> Very funny. Um, and then she says, Ace, do you want to go destroy all of the Daleks by yourself? And she's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Which is why I love this character. Like, I didn't know her before, and she's just, like, ready to commit violence. I'm it's very it. in keeping with her character, to my understanding. But it is... I, it's a lot to ask of a companion, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Defeat all of the Daleks with a single baseball bat, please. In the middle of a volcano. Um, Which she does with a plum. Right. Well, she does it. She does it with some help because who yeah. shows up? But Gravel Brian. He says, "I'm Arnold Palmerson." <laughs> I like Graham in this. It's good. I agree. Yeah. The only complaint is where? <laughs> where is Ryan? He's in Patagonia, mate. <laughs> Sadly, He's in Patagonia. <laughs> We had this whole riff, Victor and I, that we came up with, where like, like, there's no explanation of, like, why is he in Patagonia? Like, he's like, he's in Patagonia. Like, what? where's Patagonia? I'm not familiar with that region. It's like, oh, it's like a (laughs) 40,000, like, mile stretch between uh, the... It's what's south of the Andes. Andes. In South Africa. (laughs) It's South America, sorry. South America in between, like, Chile and Argentina. So it's like, why is he there? And where, wait, where actually is he? He's in Patagonia. Like, just this huge region. It's like saying he's in South America. And but doing what? We don't know. We don't well, know. there are, are volcanoes there, right? Yeah, we looked it up. There are volcanoes I, there. I took it. I took it as like, oh, sorry, he's like... I don't know, doing some missionary work. He's like. working at, at, in retail at a Patagonia store. <laughs> Right, like I. <laughs> Isn't Patagonia also like a clothing brand or something? Yes, it is. It's like an outdoors yeah. brand. Damn, no, I think I he's know. doing what Graham is doing, but just elsewhere in the world. And we can't show him. <laughs> I mean, is there a reason the actor didn't want to come back? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. He might be busy. Yeah, it might have just right. been outside of the budget to get, you know, every single companion who's ever been. But uh, but yeah, the the static electricity thing comes back at this point, and we have the AI Jody. Yeah, yeah, and it's, what do you guys think of the AI Jody? I liked AI Jody. She's fun. She's fine. I kind of wish that this uh, this idea, this plot point, was set up in like an earlier episode or something, so that it would feel earned. At yeah. this point, it just feels kind of like, you know, like in Rick and Morty, how, like, Rick just can always, like, has, like, a backup plan to his backup plan to his backup yeah. plan that's never revealed to the audience. I mean, that is kind of doctory. Yeah, that's pretty doctory. It is. Like... But, but usually that pl- that plan is set up or hinted at in some way, you know? Sure. When the doctor comes out and he's wearing 3D glasses and you're like, mm-hmm. why are you wearing 3D glasses? It's like... It's a, it's a quirky thing, you yeah. know? But, like, here, the only setup was she static shocks three people 
and why she chooses to static shock them by implanting a nano chip in their skin, I don't know. I don't know why she decides to do that in that moment, other than just well, general she, I, fear. Yeah, I think of she's just generally scared of the master. It's just a precautionary measure. Yeah. Um, but at that point, yes, we have an AI version of the doctor who communicates exactly what to do to Yaz, which I think undermines her arc again. Like if the idea is supposed to be now Yaz has to save the ma- the doctor, mm. like for once, you know, yeah. usually it's the doctor saving the, the, the Yaz, but now it's the Yaz <laughs> saving the doctor. Mm. Um, it's undermined by this AI thing. Yeah. Of course, like, we wouldn't expect her to know how to reverse a regeneration, but I, I still think, I still think it's, you know, not that great. Yeah. Um, Tegan also gets to talk to the, the cyber AI doctor. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of whack how, like, her closure comes from a conversation with something that's not actually the doctor, like... Yeah, There's just... like, it's so abstractly removed from the doctor, yeah. it's like... It's one, not her doctor. Two, it's not even well, the she, actual doctor. It's like the AI of. But it does change the into her. It does change into her doctor. Like it has the face of her doctor at least. I I mean yeah, but like again, no, but I we're mean, talking yeah. the levels from. I know it's not their, like, I mean, especially reality. from like like it's just kind of shitty on the doctor's part. It's like you, what you just sent a bot to go apologize for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's fan service. You yeah, know? it's for, it's not for us. Yeah, it's for others. Um, it was fine though. Uh, Tegan is crawling down a basement while Kate <laughs> tries to stop the Cybermen by oh my God. offering herself. I loved it up when. As I loved a sacrifice. it when the um the well I don't know about that but the, I know I loved it when the Cybermen like punches his head <laughs> through, through the, the wall, wall to <laughs> look at. Tegan climbing down this ladder and he just pops in. It's like yeah. it's, it's like a jump scare, but it's so goofy. Also, I, the like explosion that. effects on this scene were like the cheapest shit I've seen. <laughs> they were like YouTube movie level, like <laughs> explosion, dust cloud, right? <laughs> Laser beam. The budget yeah. was not there. I mean, a lot of the episode looks nice, but some of it obviously it looks like Doctor Who. I- I mean, I would say most of it looks pretty good. Yeah, the this budget yeah. Was one good. scene, I was like, "What is happening?" You know, um, like, yeah. So while Tegan out. is climbing down this shaft, uh, Kate is stalling for time by sacrificing herself okay. to the the Cybermen and getting converted. But her deal for sacrificing herself is that she let is that they let the everyone other go, but she go. gives herself in before they let them go. Exactly. It's the stupidest thing. We don't necessarily see them. No, it's it's like no, it's like right away. She's like, as soon as they're like, okay, we agree. Like she's like, I'm only gonna go and let you in if you let everyone out. And they're like, okay. And she's like, okay, (laughs) come in. Turns it off. Like doesn't give them a minute. I think it's just like an editing issue because like we once she gets down there, none of her team are still down there. No, she literally literally say to her, It's, it's one continuous scene. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but it's I think it's an editing issue because no, they're cutting back and forth between the the master or it's the, a the Cyberman and issue. her. It's the script. It is a scripting issue. I'm just saying, once we get down to the basement, correct me if I'm wrong. 
all of her team has already been let but go. Only- no, we don't see them, but there's a line where the Dalek or not the Daleks, the Cybermen are like, now, like, your men have been converted and you will be too. Like, they literally are oh, just like, we- so they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, she's so yeah. this is a big scripting issue. It's negotiator. just dumb. She should not be in charge of you. <laughs> okay, that's very stupid. <laughs> um, all right, so then we cut to a bunch of volcanoes exploding because the Daleks have a foundry where they're both going to f- flood the world with lava to kill all the humans, which seems to contradict the cyber plan of converting yeah. all of those humans. But Don't also, tell them. but the, the Cybermen, like, again, like, I don't understand how they work because. Is it that they can't travel back in time and convert other humans, like because it would create a paradox or something? I don't know, I, and I don't <laughs> think Chibnall knows. I mean, the Cybermen should be invading, like you know, the year five hundred BC, like you know, whatever the maximum population is before they invented guns. <laughs> God, where are we? All right, so we're trying to convert Kate. It- they get interrupted, right? Who do they interrupt? Well, Tegan Tegan presses buttons and it kills all the Cybermen, and so that's yeah. how we stop the Cybermen. Good job, Tegan. And I guess the Doctor helped. So again, it's like it's not about the you know the companions helping the Doctor. Like in Journey's End, right. remember like the Doctor is completely captured, mm-hmm. and he, and then also we think that he's dead mm-hmm. because you know it's the metacrisis thing or no we think donna's dead right anyway but the 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 whole thing was it was all of the doctor who companions solving the problem of the daleks and davros it was actually the fam coming together right whereas in this one it's really the doctor who's doing everything yeah (laughs) just through an ai interface so it's not even the doctor doing things Um, it's an ai saving the day right so then so then Yaz goes back and picks up the master again, the master doctor. And secretly Vinder is pointing a gun at him. And something with Ruth doctor hologram. Okay, I like the Ruth doctor hologram. <laughs> she like comes in and, and she's stands like, in between bet you weren't two. expecting me, bitch. And then all the cyber masters and the Daleks surround her. And they're just like, shoot each fire! Other. And then they all shoot each other. <laughs> Thankfully, they were all standing in a perfect circle. Yeah, it was great. But that's how it always works. That's how we defeat, defeated the Daleks that one time. That's how we defeat the um, the sniper bots on Ranscor of Kolos. I mean, this is the only move that he has. Is if, if you're saying that the Doctor doesn't like guns... And you don't have any bombs lying around. The only thing left to do is have them shoot each other. So very yeah. chibnally. Yeah. Um, but then Vinder points a gun at the master and forces him back into the chamber. And they use the cyber master regeneration energy to undo the the regeneration and bring the doctor back. Yeah. So I guess that's as decent an explanation as any. Sure. I think it's fine. It works. It's all gargly gook yeah well i'm just saying like if the idea is i mean let's say that let's say that david Tennant just regenerated into matt smith could he step into that chamber and do the exact same thing and un regenerate himself because he didn't want to go i don't think so because why not i mean i think it's 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 whatever the plot demands 
It's only because it's a forced regeneration. Yeah. yeah. Right, because then, like, Jody was, like, still alive. Yeah, that's there, the thing. She hadn't gone know? through... Like, she was she kicking around before she... hadn't gone through the proverbial she... line yet, which, uh... <laughs> okay, whatever. She was holding on. But you don't think David Tennant held on? He didn't want to go. That was his whole deal. Yeah, but Matt Smith yeah, was too to... powerful. Ah. Uh, uh, Ace <laughs> destroys a bunch of Daleks with a baseball bat with Graham great um the then we do the, comes... the journey's end scene where the doctor tells all of the fam and everybody to hold one button down yeah. on the tardis it's just journey's end i yeah. like it blows my mind um in order to use the conversion planet that we set up earlier the the cyber planet mm-hmm. to turn all of the lava into steel yeah. great and then, as a final wiping the slate clean, the doctor's like, Quarunks, <laughs> destroy the the planet that you're trapped on using your own energy. And that's when the master suddenly shows up and, like, hits a button that swerves the Quarunks laser off course. Kills and that's what, that's what kills the doctor. Yeah. And causes her actual regeneration. Yeah. So, it takes a long time. She dies really slowly from yeah. the laser yeah. blast. But unless I'm mistaken, all of these Cybermen were already dead. The Daleks were already destroyed. Yeah. So the the only reason that she needed the Quarrens to destroy that planet is because it's like not supposed well, to be free there itself. or whatever. It's the hell. Well, yeah, mean, the I Doctor that's helps fair. people who are trapped. Well, the Doctor should just free it by breaking the chains or whatever. Right, but the planet was literally built like to convert people into cyber shit so like so she wants to break it up i get it just fly it into the sun you know what does it matter (laughs) the point is she dies for a very pointless reason yeah um uh but yeah yeah does the master die the master yeah well he's he's in a dying body the master dies from the whole like we said from being outside of his body for too long basically right for the the forced regeneration process takes a lot out of him and it's unclear again whether he dies or regenerates or whatever but you know we assume he's coming back it's the master Um, yeah but yeah um then there's one last emotional scene right with the doctor and yaz yeah yaz carries an unconscious doctor back to the tardis and it's, you know, that inefficient but very sexy way of carrying somebody where you carry them in front of you. The princess you know? carry. Yeah, the princess carry. It's not the fireman carry, which is the more efficient way. Yeah. Um, or I guess she could have just dragged Jody along the ground. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, bumps her head. Or just pull, pull her on her jacket, you know? Like, that's, yeah. you know... All right. Um... Right. Oh God. I for a second I thought that the doctor's last line was going to be extended fam, um, oh, which would have been the cringiest ending. But thank God that he knows not to end yeah. on extended fam. fam. Um. So again, the doctor drops off a bunch of people in Croydon, which I think is a running gag with the doctor from Classic well, Who. Yaz Yaz does it. Yaz is like piloting. Yeah, Yaz the does artist. it. This I I guess you know that's that's Yaz's storyline is now she can pilot the TARDIS, right? But like, was that what she needed? Was that the more that she was looking for outside no. of parking disputes? No, she there is no real character arc. But this is what Chibnall thinks the character arc is. Right, but a know? character arc could have been that she was at first unable to confront her feelings for the Doctor, and then right. later 
is open about them, but that is not what happens. Thasmans, you burnt. (laughs) You burnt, (laughs) Thasmans. But but the Doctor and Yaz have one last... Ice cream date. Ice cream Yeah, but it's not that romantic even. It's like, it's very much a gal pal situation. I mean, the fact that they don't kiss, like, because they already kissed in the last episode. They did not kiss in the last episode. What are you talking about? They didn't? In the in the in the in the pirate no. one, they don't no. kiss. Is that the end? They don't of kiss one? at all. And Eve, when do they, they don't kiss. Never. Ever? I've never seen them kiss. I I thought the you have read too much fan fiction, Victor. You're outing yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're thinking of that in that episode is when they most highlight the implication of their relationship. The doctor says to Yaz in that they episode, "I'm not a bad date, am I?" When they're at the bottom of the ocean, and then they yeah. she says. Oh, well, I don't ah. date companions, but if I did date companions, I would date you. So, yeah. Just putting that out there. And it's yeah. like, that's nothing. That's not even, that's just queer baiting. That's, it's literally yeah. just queer baiting. Yeah. 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 That's so it's lame. It's so much like worse than kissed. like Cora, you know, or whatever. Like, which yeah. we have yeah. old conversations about <laughs> where there's so little but, but, to it. It's just spoken but, and not but, shown in any way. What I also like is that there's no reason for her to really leave. Like, the Doctor is, doesn't typically kick people out just because they regenerate. Like, Clara was a post, like, one Doctor, another Doctor. Rose was a one Doctor, another right. Doctor. Right. She's just like, yeah, so you, you better go now. I'm going to be someone else. She's like, all right. I'm out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's honestly, a tough writing I didn't... challenge. Here's the thing. I thought she was going to regenerate and... Like come like I thought she wanted to regenerate on her own and then was gonna like come back. I didn't realize like this is a series wrap on Yaz. You know, I didn't Yeah. Know. Well it's an it's yeah, an it's interesting writing challenge because Ch- Chibnall obviously was given the direction that you have to have the doctor regenerate alone because the next episode is gonna pick up exactly where it left off and we've already shot it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily they've already shot it. I think that shooting didn't begin on the 60th anniversary special until the end of the centenary. But still, you, you, you're you not able to use Yaz. Like, she's not going to be in that special. So Right, but doing? also, there's not plans. She's not in the next season, though, right? No, like, I know. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying not. is, they had, you know, Jody had to say, I need to regenerate alone. Because sure. she has to regenerate into David Tennant. David Tennant has to go, what? what what and then it's immediately the 60th anniversary special i i think it would have been easy to fix if if just like just to add something some plausible like dialogue addressing it to just have like the doctor be like you could stay with me for the next you could be with with the next me or whatever and she's like no you're you're my doctor you've always been my doctor i'd rather leave it at that or something just yeah i think especially since she's just seen her regenerate into someone very different you know? right. Yeah. Like, she could just say, like, regeneration, you know, I've seen it. it it's a, you know, it's a roll of the dice, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a pretty, like, yes, you'll still be the doctor, but there's a pretty wide margin of in which you can yeah. be different. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Yaz would have been attracted to Peter Capaldi. I don't think that she no. would have no. had a relationship with Matt Smith. No. <laughs> I think it's very specifically yeah. Jody who she had a crush on. So, so it right. could it could have just been a little line like that that would have made it a lot 
Like, it would have yeah. given an explanation, at least. And... To wrap it up, we then have Companions Anonymous, which is another big fan service scene. So, I mean, the fan service is, is huge in this one. And it's cool that they have Ian, who's the first companion. He's one of the first. Yeah, it really spans the, the whole width of the show, the whole width mm-hmm. and breadth. Um, I, I, I think that's pretty incredible. Other ones that we saw were... Um, Joe Grant. Grant, who's a third Doctor companion, I think. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Classic Who. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I have a list of characters, but I have no idea who. Yeah, was in don't, that don't worry. Support group. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then the Doctor has a few like final lines. Um. She says like her final line is one pretty... last sunrise. She says, "Oh, the blossomiest blossom." I says, liked her last little speech. I don't know. Call me a sap. Call me cringe. Oh, I, I think like, it's fine. I thought it was like lovely as far as final doctor speeches go. Yeah. She says, it's the only it, sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Yeah. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be, tag, you're it. I loved like, it. It's yeah. perfectly Jody. It's perfectly Chris. But mm-hmm. it's, it, it is, it is sentimental. And it is, it's been five years of us covering yeah. this shit. it's a little nostalgic what did Uh, you feel victor i felt not much (laughs) to be honest i i never got a good sense of who this doctor was so i'm not too sad to see her go oh i'm not sad to see her go either but i thought i mean i thought i thought i didn't like the line blossomy is blossom it's just like kind of a nothing line to me it's like yeah, that one was uh, whatever, and, but I think Tag Your It is a very 13th Doctor line. I, yeah. I think, you know, it's it's the same thing with Ryan, right? Like, while you're watching him, like, you had no idea what his arc was, but then when he left, you said, it feels like a Ryan exit. So obviously, there was something in Chibnall's writing that was evoking some kind of characterization. What sure. that was may not have been as easy to put into words as, like, well, a Moffat-era companion or a Moffat-era Doctor, but there's something there. And and I don't think it was always consistent. You know, like we started off no, talking about not. Chris not being a consistent writer. I think it's true of his characters as well. But like, there's a kernel somewhere in there where we're like, yeah, that's the vibe. <laughs> you yeah. know? As far as the tenant thing for me, I think it's good strategy. I think Russell, I trust him. Obviously, bringing him back is the BBC admitting total failure. To <laughs> maintain... <laughs> this franchise outside of the original creator Mm -hmm. but i am glad that he's back and he has a good marketing brain he understands how to get people back and then transition them into the shooty gatwa doctor to bring old fans in and new fans in yeah. That is what he's doing. And it's going to be on Disney Plus, which will be huge for it's people actually watching the show. Plus, I believe, like, basically yeah. simulcast. So, yeah. like, it'll premiere on the BBC, and, and it'll, it'll premiere, like, America. the next day or the next week on Disney Plus. Yeah. Which is way better than waiting a year for it to be on HBO Max. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm excited about that. And then we had that leaked thing that said that David Tennant was going to be the next doctor. And some people were like, no, no, he's just coming back for the special. It's going to be old David Tennant meeting the new doctor. And it was like, that would be weird having like a multi-doctor special, but no, whatever the leaks were, that was correct. (laughs) Donna's daughter is going to be the new Rose. (gasps) What? Um, 
you know, all that shit is going to happen. I know nothing about this. This is the first I'm hearing about it. There was all these leaks and, and whatever, and people were like, is this real? Is this not real? It's all happening. Yes. <laughs> the doctor is going to spend the next special trying to figure out why he looks like David Tennant, which will involve him going back to Donna and meeting Donna's uh, a daughter. And it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to oh be brilliant. Gosh. It's I'm gonna so be excited. fantastic. I, I am excited. It's gonna be Geronimo, and it's and gonna it's, be Alonzi. And it's I'm three like... episodes. Ooh. Yeah, it's a three-part special, which is awesome. Yeah. Do we know starting when it's in coming? November 2023 Ugh. with the um, you know, with the 60th anniversary? So All we've right. got another gap, but we'll be back doing more TARDIS tropes. <laughs> oh yeah. And possibly there might be some more TARDIS trope related content coming out in between there. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, if you have any comments about our incredibly yank uh, response <laughs> to all of this stuff, our incredibly youngin new who response to this yeah. uh, special, uh, you can tweet at us at talking tropes and uh, any, any final words tag you're it. No. <laughs> Rasputin. Oh my god. Lover of the Russian Queen. And happy Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Bye.